good day, folks. Um, it would be a better day if the Yankees won, obviously, but still a good day. Uh, nice outside in Oklahoma, where I reside currently, and uh, got some yard work done while I was listening to the game and then watched the rest of it. Could have gone better, but um, there's always positives to take from it, and it's still early. I don't like being down, uh, having a losing record in the first seven games, but we can get past it. Um, how about you, Dave? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing great. I was able to get out and bowl with my kids today and my wife before she went to work, so that's always fun to be able to do that. Uh, it's kind of like one of those things where I hate to be inside. Uh, we live in Hawaii, so uh, being inside is rough, but, you know, we'll make it work. It's it's the way we go. Let's go ahead and, and break down what uh, we're going to talk about today. Um, you know, to me, this is something that uh, we're, we've been looking at quite a while at this team and the way that they've been pitching um, today, I felt like they were a little bit off. Uh, we only gave up three walks. So again, we, we continue to not give up free bases very easily. Um, we had 11 strikeouts. That's just a really good job by our pitching staff. Um, you know, obviously we made some uh, mistakes and they were able to get 13 hits on us tonight. I know that's something that is not something we want to do. Kluber gave up five of those hits. Um, really just a rough job um, right there um, by him. But again, it's just something that we're going to learn. He hasn't been pitching for a while, and I think this is going to be some growing pains with him as he continues to learn how to do things. So with Kluber, that was really interesting to see how he kind of fell apart there in the two innings that he pitched. But um, I, I'm really um, very optimistic that he's going to get together and get going again. So we're going to break down the game, um, which, of course, like I said, we lost 5-10. to 10. Um, We're going to go inning by inning, let you know who, on what happened and all the good stuff in between there. Um, also, as we're going inning by inning, we're going to make sure that you guys know who played well, uh, who struggled, and all that other stuff. We don't like to focus on the negatives, but we think it's part of the game to be able to explain to you uh, who didn't play very well and who we think that could um, do a better job. So as we're going through that, I am excited to be able to be here. This is the Yankee Death Star, and Mark couldn't be here today, but uh, Mark is part of uh, the Yankee Death Star team. And Matt and I just have a lot of fun doing this. This is something that Matt and I have done for many years is talk about the Yankees. And it's just something that it's, it's kind of a passion project for both of us. But we're pretty stoked to be able to have this and be here with you. So, Matt, how do you feel about the game and how it went today? Well, obviously, you never want to give up 10 runs. Um, I feel bad for Nelson. I'm sure he's kicking himself after that outing. But... Uh, the truth is, we were down, um, down before he came into the game, and when you allow ten runs, it's a whole team effort to do that. Not, it's not just his fault. It's not just Kluber's fault. It's not just uh, because of the errors. Um, so the only thing you can really do is look for the positives, try to move forward. After the game, um, Kluber was asked about his performance, and he said he actually felt better about his start and the way he was throwing um, than he did in the first game, even though the outcome was not as good as the first game. So that's encouraging. I'm going to take his word for it. Um, Maybe he made some gambles and they just didn't pay off, but he was actually hitting the spots he wanted to. So as long as he's in control and he feels good, 
Um, I'm okay. And then Nelson, of course, his ERA is going to be pretty bad since he doesn't pitch a lot of innings um, and allowing four earned. But I think he'll, I mean, he's still a really young guy. You can't really expect a whole ton from him on a night-to-night basis. Uh, he's still through some of his nasty stuff, which you like to see. Um, he just he just left a few too many out over the plate. And, man, the Rays are really good hitters. They don't have big, uh, huge home run hitting guys most of the time. It's normally singles, maybe doubles, and they just string them together uh, to get it done. Uh, which reminds me, I did mention, I think I said the other day that they, uh, about them winning a championship last year. I was thinking in my head, they did win the ALCS. They were the American League champions. The Dodgers, of course, won the Super Bowl. Just in case anybody heard that and thought that. <laughs> my mistake. You're good, man. You're good. No, Nobody's pointing fingers right now at us. All right. Um... Another thing to mention about the game, Gio Urshela, um, he apparently got a COVID vaccine and had some of the side effects that uh, occasionally come along with that. So he was scratched for today's start, which meant that um, we moved DJ LeMahieu over from second to third, which meant Wade was slotted in for the start at second base. Um, Bruce stayed at first, and Glaber stayed at short. But it was a little bit of a different look for the infield. Um, DJ pretty much always looks really good, no matter where he is in the infield. He had an error that proved to be a little bit costly in this game. Um, it's unusual for him. Again, I'm not worried, just like I'm not worried about his slow start at the plate. Um, so far, I'm not worried about his fielding either. And then it also, the, the Wade, he wasn't charged with an error, but the ball that got by him, that ended up, uh, being a score for the Rays. He normally doesn't let that by him. They didn't give him an error, um, cause it was a close play and it was a good hit, but even Wade, um, as a non-starter, he, he normally will get that. So, again, I'm not too worried about Wade or DJ's defense. So, that's going to happen from time to time. Uh, I am looking forward to when we can be back at a 500 record and then start to work away from there. Um, but it's the race. They're a good team. We could lose to worse teams. Yeah, man. And, again, that's just something that we need to continue to watch as the time goes on. Um, it's something that that I, I, I will definitely be keeping an eye on. It's not one of those things that we need to really f- hyper-focus on uh, trying to get to 500 right now. Uh, we will get healthy. We will get everybody back. Um, our starters will start to make sense. Uh, not every Yankee pitcher um, has always uh, made, a Yankee, um, made a good Yankee pitcher. If you look at Paxton, you look at Sonny Gray, you look at some of these other guys that – did all right, but they just don't make it with pinstripes on. And that's just something that we're, we're going to have to watch to see if there's any guys like that. Uh, we have to get to 60 days, um, 60 more days. We get Sevy um, Sev, back, and we could get a couple other guys back as well. Um, you know, always look for Cashman to make a move, but it's going to be interesting to see how the um, cookie crumbles and where everything lands over the next few uh, months. 
and uh, it'll be fun to see for sure. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the game. We'll start in the, off in the first inning, and we'll go inning by inning. Matt and I will switch off innings here um, and let you guys know what's going on. Um, right now in the um, top of the first, um, Hill is pitching uh, for Tampa. Uh, LeMayhew struck out. Stanton grounded out to second. Hicks fouled out to third. So that was a really quick one, two, three. Uh, Kluber is pitching for Yankees. Uh, you know, one, two, three. Um, you have Meadows at single to left, but then uh, uh, they were able to, Yankees were able to get a, uh, a double play, um, grounded into a double play, uh, third to second to first. It was a really good job by these guys. It was uh, nice to see us get out of that inning with nothing else that happened. So at the um, end of the first, it was 0-0, zero, zero, uh, six batters up, six batters down. That's right. Uh, same held true for Rich Hill in the top of the second for the Rays. He got Glaber to fly out. Jay Bruce to he, uh, Jay Bruce actually tried to bunt. Um, he if he'd hit it a little bit harder, he probably would have made it to first. But he hit it kind of softly to the to the first baseman um, and was out. And just uh, so we got two outs with just three pitches. Not bad. Uh, and then Gary Sanchez struck out swinging to end the top of the second. So six up, six down for Hill in the bottom of the second. Um, Brandon Lowe had a good at bat against Kluber. Ended up uh, with a full count, getting called out on strikes after that. Then this is where um, some of our issues started to manifest. Yandy Diaz reached first on a throwing error by DJ LeMahieu, which I don't know. It's it's pretty seldom that you read that sentence, a throwing error by DJ LeMahieu. The only thing unusual is the third base uh, part of it, which he's done before, and he's been good. Um, so it, it is different. You can't expect him to be perfect when we're moving him around. He's capable. Um but yeah, he didn't uh, he didn't get up a good throw. Yandy Diaz reaches first. Then Kluber allows a Joey Wendell single. And then Willie Adamas doubles uh, with one out and two on and ends up scoring Yandy Diaz. Joey Wendell goes to third. Uh, so there's runners on second and third. Kluber gets Brett Phillips. Um, to fly out but it was deep enough to score the man from third um so it's now two to nothing tampa bay and then there's still two on and but now there's two out and he gets uh zanino to pop out so two runs score in the bottom of the second and kluber's down going into the third all right, so Hill is pitching for Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, and like Matt said, we're down zero to two. Um, Fraser struck out looking. Talkman struck out swinging. Now Hill has had eight up, eight down, um, facing the bottom of our order. And you know Wade steps up and reaches on an infield single to shortstop. This was a big hit because what happened next was big. Uh, Lemayhu grounded out or grounded um, um, on a uh, got a hit that turned into ground rule double. Uh, to center, Wade to third. This is kind of an unfortunate thing because Wade is one of our faster guys. I think he could have scored on this play. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Could he have scored on this play if it wasn't that ground root double? Absolutely. He could have He could have walked home from third and still scored. Fortunately, he um, 
Fortunately, he scores on the next batter anyway, so it probably doesn't matter unless you, uh, well, yeah, it, it didn't end up mattering. It could have mattered, but thank goodness it didn't. Wade definitely could have scored from third, um, but sometimes the ground rule double works in your favor, and sometimes it works against you. So this time it worked against the Yankees, and uh, it kind of got wiped out later on. Agreed, agreed. All right, so now... Um... We are looking at a position where LeMahieu, like I said, is on second and third with Wade on third. Stanton singles to right center. Uh, Wade scored and LeMahieu scored. Really great job uh, base running for LeMahieu. Uh, you know, the way that the ball sounded off of Stanton's bat on this particular play um, it was really unique. Uh, it just it, it echoed throughout the entire stadium. Um, I I, I kind of dug it. I thought it was going to be a lot um, harder um, hit ball than it was. Uh, and it was kind of just lofted up there in the, the um, to the outfield. But man, it was the perfect type of hit uh, to bring in um, guys. It was just a really good job by Stanton by st- um, staying in there. And again, we're looking at a position with two outs. We put two runs on the board, and here steps up the person that's probably struggled the most as a Yankees batter this season. Aaron Hicks, he steps up and hits a bomb to left. He hits it 406 feet. Uh, this is huge. Now we're up 4-2. to two. Uh, Torres then flies out, uh, but that's okay. The damage was done. We scored four points. Uh, we left no batters on, and this was just a really good job by this Yankee squad. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to see Hicks have some success because um, we know he's a really great center fielder he's got a nice arm he's got a lot of range and we know he's a good hitter he he's normally not swinging at a lot of bad stuff um so far this season that hasn't been the case he has struck out more you know in the to start a season than any time i can remember so it was just really awesome to see him get his first home run um swing at something that uh that turned out in his favor so i was just really happy to see that from hicks and then obviously um we end up going up four to two which is awesome going into the bottom of the uh third yeah yeah going into the bottom of the third like matt said we were up four to two we didn't hold the the lead for long uh we had they got uh rays got a single to deep right uh meadows walked um, and then we had they had a single to shallow right center, uh, and then they were able to score one guy. And Meadows moved to third. Now it is four to three. Um, and then uh, their guy, their base runner, he stole second. So now they have runners in scoring positions at second and third. Uh, low struck out uh, swinging. Uh, Diaz walked. Bases are loaded. And now here comes Nelson coming in the game uh, for Kluber, who's struggling. We're only in the bottom of the third. Uh, this is something that was just unfortunate to see. Um, but, you know, Nelson gave up a hit right away. It was a double to deep left. Meadows and their other guy scored. Diaz was able to get to third. Um, you know, this is one of those situations where if, if Diaz was paying attention a little bit more, I think he could have probably scored here. Um, maybe maybe lose a couple more pounds and maybe he could have scored. Uh, but if this was Talkman, he would have scored, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, so... Then we had, um, they were able to get a pop-up to shortstop, and Phillips grounded out to second with the bleeding stopping. Now they're up, Tampa Bay's up, 5-4, to four, going into the fourth. 
uh, we just we just really had a hard time getting out of that inning. Um, inning. I was just really happy that we were able to get out so quickly. We saw a total of eight batters in the inning. That is not something you want to see. No. Uh, that lead didn't last for long, just like you said. Um, in the top of the fourth, Jay Bruce is up to bat, hoping to tie it up as a leadoff batter. Um, he faces four... Uh, four strike pitches. He swings at one of them to stave off a strikeout. Uh, the third pitch he swung at, fouled it off. Every other pitch, um, he he just watched go through the zone. the The placement was pretty incredible. Um, there was a few that were right on the borderline of being um, being in the zone. But I think the ones called a strike were were really good pitches. Actually, the only one that was out of the zone was the one he fouled off. Um, every other one was right down the middle, and he watched them. So not a great at bat for Bruce. If you're going to go down, I'd rather you go down swinging. Um, so there's one out. We're still down 5-4. to four. Gary Sanchez grounds out, and then Clint Frazier strikes out swinging on three pitches. So we go to the bottom of the fourth. Nick Nelson is back on the mound. Um, he did allow the hit, which scored a couple of runs in the previous inning, but though he was not responsible for those batters um, or those runners since they were on base when he went up uh, on the mound and replaced Kluber. So he, the, he doesn't have any runs on his record currently. Um, but then he uh, he has a he has a struggle in the bottom of the fourth. He hits the first batter, um, takes him to takes him to first. Then he walks the next batter. He worked him uh, to a full count, but then walked him. And then Austin Meadows gets a single, uh, which advances the runners. So the bases are loaded, and there's no one out for the Rays when uh, Randy Arozarena, who's probably Maybe their best hitter, probably their best hitter, I think. Um, strikes out swinging on three pitches, so that was great. Um, no damage done, even with a, a three on and no out. But then Brandon Lau doubles uh, on the very next pitch after striking out a Rosarena um, and scores all three of the runners on base. So. Nelson has now allowed three runs. There's a man on second and only one out. Uh, he does get Yandy Diaz to, uh, well, yeah. I, I said that like it was a good thing. He gets Yandy Diaz to single off of him. That's what he did. Uh, so he, he within three pitches, he has struck out a guy, allowed a three-run double, and allowed a single, a one-run single. So not great. Not a great turn of events for him. Um, so they've already scored four in the inning. They're up nine to four, and they only have one out. Uh, they let Nelson stay in the game, and he he does get a strikeout to Joey Wendell and strikes out Willie Adamas to at least uh, stem the tide of damage. But... Uh, it was already done. Four runs scored. We're down nine to nine to four going into the fifth inning. Yeah, man. Top of the sixteenth. 
Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right. Top of the fifth right here. It was not very good. This is what I, uh, you know, Matt and I talked about uh, Hill last time. Uh, we've been, just been really impressed with his career. At 41 years old, he's one of those guys that he gets shooken up really, really good early on in games sometimes, but he comes out strong. And this is what he's done. I mean, he struck out or he, he um, took out the first eight batters of the game. Uh, loud some runs, and now he's just back on target. Um, six, uh, three up, three down uh, in the top of the, the fifth. Talkman lined out, Wade grounded out, and LeMayhew grounded out to second. So um, that's just unfortunate, um, but that is just the way it goes sometimes when you're um, up against a pitcher like Hill. Uh, going into the bottom of the fifth, uh, Phillips grounded out to third. Uh, we got another ground out to second, and then they got a double. Uh, you know, Lutke is in. Uh, this is one of those um, pitchers that we're still trying to figure out a lot about. Uh, but the very next guy was Meadows. Meadows uh, really did a good job at battling. He saw eight pitches before he, um, uh, before uh, Lugit uh, gave him a slider, and he flied out uh, to deep right field. I, I thought that the ball was gone. I mean, that was I was hit very, very well. Uh, Meadows did a really good job um, at battling um, right there. But again... That's just the way it goes. We did a good job getting out of that inning. Uh, you know, the coaching staff did a great job at recognizing who to put in the game to stop the bleeding and get them out of the next inning. Yeah. So score remains the same going into the sixth. And uh, Stanton's first guy up. He flies out. Aaron Hicks then strikes out and Torres pops out. So another three up, three down inning for their pitchers. Um, bottom of the sixth, um, Lutke gets a Rosarena to strike out swinging, and also Brandon Lowe, Lau strikes out swinging. He does allow a double to Yandy Diaz, but then gets the next guy, Joey Wendell, to line out. So no score again in the sixth inning. All right. Um, top of the seventh here. We have uh, Bruce struck out swinging. Uh, Sanchez walked. Sanchez did a really good job at recognizing where they were trying to place the pitches. Uh, they tried to go bottom left side of the plate. Um, all four pitches that he saw, uh, he uh, struck or he swung at one, which was in the strike zone. All the rest of them were outside of the strike zone. Maybe, maybe the last ball that he saw could have been um, a strike, but he did a really good job at sitting back and recognizing where the strike zone was and where the umpire was calling it. Fraser struck out looking. Talkman popped out to third. Uh, going into the bottom of the seventh, um, we had Lugit, Lugit back up on the mound, and he gives up a homer right off the bat uh, to their first guy up. Uh, the guy did it off of two, uh, um, two four-seam fastballs. Lugit is not one that has a lot of um, speed. Uh, he, his fastball was at 86, 87 miles an hour. And uh, the home run, he put it right down the dead center of the plate at 86 miles an hour. There was no doubt about it. It was right field. It was just gone the second it hit it. Uh, Phillips flied out to left. Uh, this was a good job by him recognizing what's going on. And then you got out two guys by um, striking them out. So going into the top of the eighth, we are down. We are now down 10 to 4. That's right. First man up in the top of the eighth. Batting against Strickland for the Rays. Tyler Wade strikes out on a foul tip. Um, 
Then we got a little bit of a bright spot. DJ LeMahieu homers, his first home run of the season uh, on the seventh game of the year. You love to see that, um, especially if he's going to get an error in a game, a costly error. It's nice to see him uh, get a win. So it doesn't do a lot to affect the score. We're down uh, 10 to 5 still at this point, but it's something. Uh, Stanton next up grounds out, and then Hicks flies out. At this point in the bottom of the eighth, Lukey comes out um, after pitching three innings and allowing just that one home run. Uh, Luis Sessa comes in and immediately allows a double to Austin Meadows. Meadows is a, is a good hitter. Um, allows a double to him. And then Arozarena, who really didn't have uh, a good game, strikes out again. It's kind of surprising uh, if you were to tell me that the, the Rays scored 10 against the Yankees, but that Arozarena um, wasn't going to do anything. I would have been really surprised. Didn't have a great day, um, but that's what they do. They, they, they've got a lot of guys that can hit. Even if they don't all smash it out of the park, they they string together hits and they're really tough for pitchers. And they made it tough for our pitchers tonight. Um, Sessa gets the Rosarena to strike out, and then he gets uh, Brandon Lowe on the very next pitch to ground into or line out into a double play to end the inning for Sessa. So Sessa comes in. Uh, one, two, three in a roundabout way. All right. Yeah, three up, three down for Sessa. Good job um, by him to uh, recognize what he needed to do to get out of that inning. Uh, um, they pull in, they being the Tampa Bay Rays, pull in Meza uh, to close the game. Um, we have first off Torres on four pitches. He singles uh, to right field. Uh, that pitch looked really good. Again, uh, it was deep right field. It almost was the warning track, so that's something you'd like to see. Uh, very next play, though, Bruce on two pitches, grounded out uh, to a double play. Oh, just, I mean, that's awful to see. You know, especially we had an opportunity to do something. Um, next player up, uh, Sanchez off of the second pitch. He singles to left field, left center, and uh, was able to get on base. Again, if we had... You know, even Bruce has struck out instead of <laughs> doubling up right there. Now we have two guys on with Frazier coming up. Um, but this was unfortunate. Frazier grounded out to shortstop on the first pitch. So that would have been a double play if it wasn't for it being the last out of the, the game. So um, this was unfortunate. Again, we lost 10-5. to 5. Um, This is not big. This is a long season. We got 162 games. So... Uh, we're going to go on some losing streaks here and there, and we're going to go on a lot of winning streaks. And this is this team is built for that. Um, you know, looking at the way that our guys pitched again, uh, 11 strikeouts, three walks, uh, those numbers are great. We want to see that those numbers continue like that. I like the fact that we continue to not give a lot of walks up. Uh, it shows you the coaching staff is, staff is being very effective in the way they're teaching their players, and it shows that we are really, really – just doing a good job. We were one for one with uh, runners in scoring position. So that, again, is a big thing to see. Uh, it's a whole lot better than we have in the last two games. Um, I think we like combined for five for 22 in the last two games uh, when the runners in scoring position. So one for one, I'll take all day long. Um, let's go ahead and break down. Um, we had Hicks had a homer. 
Uh, this is his first one. This was really big. And LeMahieu had a, his first home runner as well. Uh, those two guys getting on the board like this is big for us. We need to continue seeing them uh, starting to swing their bats right. LeMahieu made it very clear that his uh, timing was still off, and we saw it in the last two games. Uh, but tonight, uh, he batted uh, four for two. Uh, or two for four, I'm sorry, and he had one RBI, only one strikeout, so that's a really good job uh, by him. He was able to score twice as well, um, and that was really nice. Absolutely. Um, well, like you mentioned about the the uh, strike to ball or uh, strike to walk ratio, um, going into this game through the first week of Major League Baseball, the Yankees were actually leading. Both leagues um, in in that ratio of strikeouts to walks, and I can only imagine that having an 11 strikeout and three walk game is only going to increase the distance between them and whoever's in second. So that's not something that we've necessarily seen from the Yankees pitching staff in a while. So that's a really promising trend if that can keep up. Um, I know Kluver didn't have a, a great game results wise, but I'm going to take his word for it that he felt good and he liked where he was putting, um, where the location was on his, uh, pitches. So I'm, I'm optimistic. Um, we only allowed three walks. We allowed quite a few hits, um, but I do like that strikeout to walk ratio because every time you can strike someone out, then there's no there's no possibility of them advancing runners if they have them on base. So that, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, I also really like what um, Lutke did. He did allow that one home run, but he went out and he pitched three innings against uh, a really hot lineup that scored. Uh, that scored nine runs in the other six innings, but only one in the three innings that he pitched. Um, so yeah, that's that's promising to see. Despite the one homer given up, he was actually even though he was the third pitcher to come into the game, he actually pitched more. Um, he covered more innings than any of our pitchers uh, at three. So I'm encouraged by what I saw from Lutke. Um, LeMahieu, Hicks, um, despite the score, there, there's always some positives to, to get from that. And I liked a lot of the things that I saw, just not all of them. Yeah, man. And, uh, looking at who had hits tonight, like I said, DJ had two, uh, Stanton had one, Hicks had one and Hicks's, uh, hit was a home run. So he ended up with two RBIs. That's always great. Uh, same thing with uh, Stanton. He had two RBIs. That's awesome to see there. Uh, Torres had a hit, uh, so he continues his nice little uh, batting. Um, you know, I, I say nice little because he's still trying to get the swing of things, but it's nice to see him get a hit tonight. Um, Sanchez continues his hot streak as well. He got a hit tonight. Uh, last game he sat out, but I, I believe he's hit almost had a hit in every single game this season. Um, that's really nice to see. And having Wade out there get a big hit in the, the bottom of the order at batting at ninth was really big. Uh, um, he continues to show that he deserves more time out there. And I, I do believe he does, especially with some um, of our uh, guys struggling with health and different things like that. Uh, looking at our um, injury report, the only updates we have is Aaron Judge will be out of Friday's game against Tampa. 
Um, he continues to be day to day. This is because of his side. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back for the series or not. Um, I'm assuming that the fact is, is that he's day to day means that it's not as serious as some of the things are um, could be. Um, Gio Urshela is out. Uh, he has a sickness, like Matt said. He got the COVID shot, saw some symptoms, and they decided to hold him out and be smart about it. Um, I've had COVID. Uh, I did not do very well with it. And um, so I can understand if someone's showing signs of symptoms to it to hold them out. I'd hope they hold them out for longer than one game uh, just because uh, it's going to take him a couple days to get back to normal um, after that shot. So um, expect him to be out longer than just one game. We'll see, though. Your uh, shell is pretty tough. So we'll see how that goes right there. Uh, something interesting about that rule um, as far as to make accommodations and to make sure teams are going to actually hold their players out if there's any risk or anything related to COVID, they want to play it safe. So part of that includes um, the fact that the uh, whatever, like the COVID protocol list is something separate that's uh, separate from the injured list. So injured list, if you go on it, it's a minimum of 10 days, I believe. Um, and you can retroactively um, put that start that uh, 10 days as long as the player doesn't play um, if the player were to come in like if judge if he was out from soreness yesterday they could backdate it in a few days they could backdate the 10-day injury list to Thursday but if he played today then it would reset to today or even tomorrow I guess um, and the COVID list is something different there's actually no minimum or maximum number of days for it because they understand the nature of the sickness um i'm i i it doesn't i assume that what they said about urshela is exactly what happened but it is a little bit interesting um and it will be interesting going forward throughout the season if a team finds it advantageous to want to keep their player out on a list without having a minimum of 10 days they could lie um, and say that they had COVID symptoms because there's no limit. You're allowed to just go on and off the COVID list as needed. And they're doing that because they want to keep people safe. But there's always teams that are going to try to use the rules to their advantage. So I'll be curious to see, what, now that I found that out, um, I'm, I'm curious to see if teams uh, try to mess with that in the future throughout this season so i'm not i i i assume that he that urshela did get the the shot and he experienced symptoms because that's something that happens um so i'm not accusing them in particular of anything it's just interesting now that i've understood that rule uh i'll be curious to see if teams use that going forward yeah, man. And uh, let's just talk about the transactions that were done yesterday because we didn't get a real chance to talk about them. Uh, we called left-handed pitcher uh, Justin Wilson from the 10-day injured list, so uh, expect to see him soon. Uh, we placed uh, infield uh, um, Gio Urshela on the COVID injured list, like Matt just explained that. Um, and we, we called our first baseman, Mike Ford. Um, from the alternative training site. So this is something that we'll probably see Mike uh, in the next game. Uh, I'm excited about it because I like Mike Ford. He excites me. He's a good player. 
Um, I, you know, and the other person we, we, we got to mention out there is I don't know how long until we see Odor uh, playing for us, but man, we could use a, a pop in the bat right now. I'm sure they want to make sure that he's still um, major league ready. So we're excited to see how this team is going to look in the next couple of days and when guys start getting back from injury as well. Tomorrow, we play against Chris Archer. Uh, he has been struggling this year in the start that he had. Uh, he uh, made his first starts on Saturday, last Saturday. Um, and that was his first start since August 20th, 2019. Um, man, that's a tough time to be out of the um, majors for that long. Uh, it's just one of those things where he's constantly been uh, a thorn at uh, on the uh, Yankee side. He's uh, pitching a 3.14 ERA against us um, in his career. So I think that's something that we need to continue to watch. Uh, he's going to be ready to build on ball. He, again, this is only his second start in almost two years. So it's going to be interesting to see what's going to go on there. On the mound for us is Yerman. He struggled last game as well for us. Uh, I don't think this is going to um, be one of those things that he's going to continue. Uh, he's a great professional, and he's going to bounce back to being um, you know, the old Yerman that we know so well. So uh, definitely look for him to be able to come back and snap back. Yeah, um, exactly what I think. Um, I think that his... I, as I mentioned on the pod the day that he pitched, I kind of think that he was really nervous and that affected his pitching. And to be honest, if that's the case, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that he felt uncomfortable being out there in front of the fans because I hope he's embarrassed of what he did and I hope he's committed to knocking that shit off. Um and being a better person going forward not everyone on the team seemed like they were too stoked about having him which makes perfect sense and um, so I hope that he's able to repair his relationships with um, his uh, if I remember right the incident happened with his then girlfriend or fiance and they have now since been married so I really hope that they have a good re relationship. I hope that um, I hope that he pulls it together um, both on and off the field. And I do think that he can pitch really well. Um, I know that he can. He was great the last time he pitched a full season. So I'm I'm rooting for him to be a better person and to be a better pitcher than he was in his first start. Um, and I hope that he's able to build that trust back up, um, both among the fans and his teammates. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Him. Yeah, and and again, this is an unfortunate situation. I do feel bad uh, for him in the aspect of it's always embarrassing having to return uh, back to some place that uh, you you embarrassed yourself, and that's exactly what happened here. He embarrassed himself. It's it's. I don't think it's the character of a man that he is. Obviously. Um, people make mistakes, and that's why you get a second chance. Um, obviously, if this happens again, I don't think the Yankees give him a, um, a third chance. He's going to be cut. Uh, to me, this is one of those opportunities uh, for a young player, a young man, uh, to learn from these mistakes. Um, I don't condone um, hitting anybody regardless. Uh, I believe in peace and love. And one of the reasons that I feel like it, it was hard to see this is because he has such a great uh, 
opportunity to be for a great pitcher for this Yankees team. Um, and now uh, his name is going to be tarnished the rest of his life for, for the mistakes that he made. Um, and that's that goes across the board. Wherever he goes next, he will be known as the, the pitcher that beat his wife. I mean, you could say the same thing for that pitcher for um, the Angels that his wife beat him up that one time, too. So wherever he went, people knew him as the, the guy that his wife beat him up. So that's, just, to me, like it, it goes with you wherever you go. And um, I don't know. To me, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I hope he is able to snap back and prove to everybody that this was a mistake and it's not the person that he is because I hate to see this type of thing destroy careers. Absolutely. Uh, I am looking forward to see him... Get help before it's too late. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Obviously, I don't know him personally. I do know that uh, I like watching him pitch because he's got some really good stuff and he has a lot of promise. So I hope he doesn't throw it all away and make another mistake so that's that's always going to be something that's on my mind when he makes a start um but that was his own doing so i'm not going to feel bad about it um at the same time i hope as a yankees fan i hope that he can get the opposing batters out so we'll see we'll see how he does tomorrow um against a really dangerous as we saw yankees era tampa bay team who uh, after today's loss by the Yankees, they now have the, they're both uh, at a sitting at a three and four record. So it's, I think it's going to be a, a, a battle that wages uh, throughout the entire season between these two. And then uh, possibly, probably the Jays mixed in there too. Um, I don't think, I mean, the Yankees, this isn't the best Yankees team we've had recently, but I think if everything comes together, they definitely have the chance to be far and away the best team as far as uh, the total amount of talent uh, potential that's on the team. So I hope it's a fun battle. I hope the the Yankees win the division, but I hope that uh, it would be cool if it wasn't just a a one-team race or even a two-team race, but if the Yankees... Uh, Rays and Jays all have to battle it out. Um, I would say I would throw the Red Sox in there, but I hate them, so I won't. Yeah, man. I hope that Fuck they Boston, are at the man. bottom. I hope I hope Boston is at, is below the Orioles by the end of the season. Yeah, that would be my dream scenario. I I, I think that would be a hell of a dream scenario. Boston finishing. I mean, I'm only I'm already down with Boston being the worst team in the the major leagues. I mean, like that's always something I like to see. Um, I mean, here's the reality though: with the Yankees right now, we're sitting in last uh, place. Toronto's ahead of us, and Tampa Bay, where they're both ranked, uh, we're both sitting at three and four. Um, and Boston and Baltimore are sitting in first place at four and three. So you know that's not going to stay like that for a while. Uh, Boston and Baltimore are notorious uh, for uh, the last couple of years of not being able to pull off a, a, you know enough wins. Boston's a much different team as Sale's going to be continuing to get his uh, uh, career back on the road. Um, but Baltimore is one of those teams that I, I don't foresee them um, finishing in the top three at all. Uh, but definitely Tampa Bay, New York, and Toronto. I mean, those are the guys. I mean, this is... This is going to be exciting. Tampa Bay played really well. Toronto played really well uh, last year. And, of course, our Yankees, we're always up for 
another division title and, and another championship. We always could use more rings, man. Always more rings. Yeah, man. The Rays have uh, a whole group, like three or four young starters who are in their farm system and they have every intention of keeping them all um, as a starter. They don't want to convert any of them to the bullpen. That's part of the reason why they let um, they let uh, Snell and what's the other guy's name? Now I'm drawing a blank. They let their other one of their other top pitchers go in the offseason. And part of that is because they expect these guys and their farm system to be ready um, come midway through the season to take a spot in the rotation. So uh, they expect to be better at the end of the year than they are now. So if we can build some kind of a lead before then, that would be nice. Um, let's just assume their guys are going to pan out and, and prepare for it. And a little bit of a lead would be nice. And Chris Archer's not in that same position, but he's a guy that was incredible um, for, for a good long stretch, um, has had his own injury issues. And like Dave said, he hadn't made a start um, in a year and a half. So, or uh, aside from this season, I apologize. Um, and that was not good. So he's definitely going to be looking to bounce back. Um, he's probably going to brush off that first start this year as uh, his first start coming back from injury. He's not going to worry about it. He's probably going to come out and pitch with confidence. Um, I hope that Herman can get comfortable. I hope that he's continued to talk with the team and become more comfortable himself. I'm looking forward to the matchup and I'm looking forward to the Yankees getting a win. I don't I don't want to lose two out of the three first series to start the year, especially since um they've all been within the division so far. Hell yeah, man. And this is this is an exciting time to be a Yankee fan right now. We've got a lot of great things going for us. Uh, we're going to see a lot of our young talent starting to move up um, into the majors in the next uh, like 15, 20 games, I think, is when the, the uh, level will start that we can actually start doing that uh, without counting them against a whole season this year. Uh, we're going to see a lot of that stuff um, coming up. I'm excited about this team, and I, I know you guys can hear the excitement about this team. Even when we lose uh, games like two in a row, uh, it's sometimes hard to get on here and talk about the losses. But when you start getting on here and you start looking at the positive things that each of these players are doing, you get really, really excited. And that's the type of thing that we want to continue to uh, do with this uh, podcast. Uh, this is the Yankees Death Star. Uh, we are incredibly excited to be here. My name is Dave. And I'm Matt. And we both appreciate you coming here and joining us today. We're looking forward to the rest of the season. We've had a lot of fun so far and uh we'll see you again tomorrow yeah and tomorrow after the game we'll be dropping another episode so stay tuned for that um this next game i hope will turn out better than this game